Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. This morning, I'll be preaching. This morning, I'll be pumping faith into people by the grace of, by the help of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, by the leading, by the help of God, I'll help you see yourself in a different dimension. Are you ready? Are you ready? Romans 8.28, let's go. Let's read together, want to go. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So I'll start by saying we know. Not, the scripture didn't say we feel. So we know. We don't feel. We know. We are so sure that all things work together. We don't judge by things that has happened or that happened. We know. Uh, they, don't, they don't make sense alone. They make sense together. Regardless of the outcome. To those who love God... All things work together for them. That's what the scripture is saying in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 14. The Bible says that for the love of Christ compels us because we judged us that if one died for all, then he died for all. So the particular thing you were told to do for you to be able to get a job um, how to cut corners, that's not very pleasant situation. You found yourself to, for you to be able to bail yourself out at that particular moment. It's not that you cannot actually do it. One of the things that, one of the things, one of the compelling factors is the love of God that's in your heart. That's why you would not do it, not because you cannot do it. Not because you don't even know that others are doing it and getting away with it, but because the Bible says the love of God, it compels us. The love of God compels us. The love of God compels us. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Everyone in this place, you will not serve God in vain. Amen. You will not seek God in vain. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are four questions you need to answer as we preach, as we look into the word of God this morning. If you don't answer the question, you'll be part of the 80% of the people who came to this earth and died without fulfilling purpose. There are people who live for clothes. There are people who live for cars. There are people who live for houses. In this, my short time of pastoring, I've had craziest excuses of why somebody didn't make church. <laughs> I've heard excuses that you know, I feel like giving the very head boots, but the love of God compels us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just want to die worthy. <laughs> but you know, the love of God keep compelling us. So some people live for clothes. 
Some people live for cars. Some people live for houses. I'm not saying those things are not good. Those things are very, very wonderful. Those things are very nice. I would not appear on fresh, too. Never, in Jesus' name. <laughs> but that's not what I'm living for. That's not the essence of my being here. You must live beyond yourself. There are people who live even for feeding their family. They want to, they, they live just for feeding their family. Something happened to me last week. And um, I still haven't gotten over it. Because each time I remember, I still open my fridge and I still see that signature there. I don't even know if I should eat it or throw it away. <laughs> you know, I just got a new chef. My old chef was misbehaving. So I sent him away. I got another one, beginning of July. Just one month. The living arrangement is that he comes in on Monday and leaves on Saturday to come back on Monday, and the cycle continues. So he stays in the BQ. Last week, Saturday, he came. Normally, if he wakes up in the morning, he will send me a text, a message on WhatsApp. Good morning, sir. What do you want to have for breakfast? Me, I love breakfast. That's the most important meal. And, you know? So that Saturday, he sent me a message. What would you like to have for breakfast? I said, never mind. I'm fasting. 30 minutes after. He called, he messaged again. Gasa, I will soon be on my way. What would you like to, what do you want me to prepare before I go? I said, don't worry, I'll be fine. But if I'm fasting and you prepare something and the entire house is smelling, eh? are you not putting me in trouble? <laughs> you know? I said, never mind, you can go. And that was it. Came to my room. I'll see you on Monday. And that was it. As I was entering church on Sunday, I got a call from his number. Well, his wife, when I answered, crying on the other side, your chef, don't die. I'm like, you saw that year, he's your cousin. <laughs> he said, your chef, don't die. said he got home on Saturday. He made food for them. They ate. They gisted. They did us, you know. I don't know what else they did. Husband and wife. <laughs> and within a few minutes or hours, he slumped and died that same Saturday. And I began to ask myself, is this, is this how people really die? So there are questions you need to ask yourself. Number one. 
Because you must live beyond yourself. Because there's a reason why God brought you here. Yesterday, I just, I didn't know how I told my younger brother. I said, even 100 years is not a long time if you really look at it. It looks like a very big age, but 100 years is actually not a long time if you really look at it. The older you get, the more you understand that some of these things. We danced here, 31st of December. This is August. The moment you hold September like this, go and buy Christmas clothes. <laughs> I'm telling you. So there are four questions you must ask yourself. Number one, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And I'll start by telling you today, I'm not talking to you as a motivational speaker. I'm a pastor. Anything I tell you, I'll show you in the scripture. I know you have heard, who am I? Who am I? Very well. Some say they are Omoba. Some say that um, whatever. But this one, let's focus. Okay? Who am I? Number one. You don't have a correct understanding of who you are until you meet God. There's a man in the scripture. People called him Simon Peter. Simon, Simon. Unstable, whatever, whatever. He was on, he was. People called him all sorts of names. In the scripture, Jesus went to a region called Sicilia Philippi. And he asked, who do men say I am? They mentioned all sorts. You are Elijah, you are Joseph. You are treasury, you are whatever, I don't. And he asked them again, who do you, you've been with me long enough, who do you say I am? All of them couldn't answer until Peter stood up and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this so you know that's where people study the Bible, reach, and stopped. But my father, I never revealed it to you. But we know Andrew was the one who told him that he was Christ. But Andrew himself forgot. <laughs> Andrew forgot. God had to tell Peter through somebody. He said to him, now that you know me, after he said you are Christ, let me reveal yourself to you. So you don't know yourself until you meet with God. He said, now that you know me, let me reveal yourself to you. Meaning all the names you have been called, unstable, failure, um, they've even called some people weary, they've called some people... Uh, on serious, on you don't know what you are doing, you don't do it, you don't do that. Say, now let me reveal yourself to you. Meaning that all the names you have been called 
doesn't or did not reflect who God created you to be. <clears throat> Many of you weigh your life by what people call you, by what people say about you. You are not what people call you, my dear brothers and sisters. I prophesy to someone, this series will not end without you knowing who you are. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So let us begin the unmasking. Colossians 3 and verse 3. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3. For you died. Let's read together. One, two, go. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, we, our identity is hidden with what? Christ in, in God. The Bible is simply saying, you can't know Jesus until you meet with the Father. When you meet Jesus... And you are eating Christ with God, you discover who you are. Therefore, <laughs> you never know exactly who you are until you meet with Christ. <laughs> no wonder he said in John chapter 15, verse 2. John chapter 15 and verse 2. 3, sorry. Without me, you can do nothing. He who hates me. Five, sir. They said five, mommy. Mommy, read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Who abides in me and I in him? Without me, you can do absolutely nothing. Even though you may think that you're already doing so much. <laughs> I'm the branch manager in my office. I have <laughs> 12 people reporting to me. <laughs> I have I'm the <laughs> I have I have 3 million in my account. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have 3 cars. <laughs> <laughs> three cars that if they sell, can't buy a tire of one, one whip. <laughs> you know, there are cars and there are whips. <laughs> I have, I have, I have three hundred shoes. If they sell, can't even buy one. One correct slide. <laughs> and you, and that's all you are bragging over. <laughs> um, I'm the next in line in my office to, hey, my academic, my career is so bright that I need sunglasses to, to, to look at it. You know? Oh, what is coming is better than what is gone. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> hey, Even though you, think, you may think that you're already doing so much, 
That is nothing compared to what you can do with Christ. That is absolutely nothing compared to what you can do with Christ. I discovered a pattern with me, and I think it's ad I advise, discover yours as well. If I put so much energy into something, that's not saying I should go and sit down and relax. When I say too much energy, I mean, hey, God, this one. If it doesn't happen on Monday, I am gone. Hey, if it doesn't happen next week, hey, I am. <clears throat> and you know, like I always tell people, my greatest, one of my best therapy, if you see me sleep in the afternoon, there's problem. However, there's no much problem still. But if I sleep and I wake up, honestly, I wake up very refreshed and ready to take over the world. So in John 16, 17 to 18, he said, Peter answered, he said, you are the Christ. And he said to him, upon this, John 16, 17 to 18, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Let me show you, do Bible study for you again. The rock he was talking about, like all of you, Sunday school, you didn't wait to finish Sunday school. The rock wasn't Peter. What he meant was that upon this mentality, upon this mindset, I will build my church. You want Peter to collapse? How do you build the whole church on top of a human being? He said, on top of this mentality, this mindset, I will build my church, and the gate of hell will not prevail over it. In 1 John 3 and verse 1, 1 John 3 and verse 1. He said, Behold what manner of love that the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. What is the love this scripture is talking about? What is the love? Did he give us money or anything money can buy? No. The love that he was talking about, the scripture is talking about, is that we should be called children of God. He changed our identity from children of nobody to, the, to, to princes and princess because he's the king. Well, I thought somebody would celebrate that. So he gave us a brand new identity. So what is the love he's talking about here? That we should be called children of God. <laughs> Somebody will now come to me and say that, uh, let's pray for the servant of God. You can say, I don't say amen. Me, I'm a child of God, though. I'm not a servant. I can, somebody say, I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of God. I'm a child, I'm first a child of God before anything else. <laughs> Who is a servant? <laughs> how, can they, how can they tell you that you are a child of God, that you are relegating yourself to a servant of God? I'm a minister of God. I'm not a servant. Two things. Are we on the same page? Yeah. Which one are you? Servant or child? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> so, what does it mean to be a child? Let's dig deeper this morning. 
What does it mean to be a child? To be a child means you came out of God. You came out of God. So if you are a child of God, don't behave like a bastard. There are some things you can't do. There are some things you don't say. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I see a lot of people who, they, who will say things like, when I start like this, ha, my no correct. Oh. <laughs> and I look at these people that, do you even think you have monopoly of changing it for people? Hey, the first one of the incidents that God used to humble me, to really deal with me, I saw this man many years ago in Shomolu. I saw him. He was misbehaving. Or something, something happened. I can't really remember the details. Or maybe I don't want to even say the details because I'm not even proud to say the details. <laughs> so he came. He was, so when he, he drove his car and he was, you know, I just, what's wrong with this one? Why are you talking to everybody like this? I just took stone and eat his glass and I ran away. <laughs> one day, somebody say one day. One day. Uh -huh. It was not even my business. One of my friends, I was with him. The pastor said that. Ah, Pastor today, hey, I forgot. One of our members is having naming ceremony. Thank God you are here. Follow, let's go to let's go together. <laughs> As I entered there like this, I just saw that this person that I threw I threw stone at many years ago. Ha! Ah, I sat down. Ha! Ah, I stood up. <laughs> I sat. I stood up. The food they packed, I didn't touch it. You get it? I didn't touch it. Oh, let him not do revenge. <laughs> you know? So if you think that you are the only one who, but the love of God, what does it do? <laughs> one day, two. I was still pastoring at Treasure Field. So I went to, went to the palms myself and a member of the church, one of my close boys. <laughs> we were going. Something happened. Somebody just provoked me inside the palms. At that time, I used to use the F word very well. I, I already said the F you. I just... Damn, we don't have a dial. What's beside me? He said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah! We've. Our eyes have seen. God has used us to. <laughs> so, but the love of God, there are certain things you cannot do. You can't behave like a bastard anymore. You can't. There are certain things you cannot say. There are certain things you can, there are certain places you just cannot go. I went for lemonade. I met Ebenezer outside. I said, let me go and support my boy. 
I just came out there. I just saw red eyes and smoke. I just quickly told my driver, start, let's get out. Eh, <laughs> Nibo. <laughs> You know, so there are certain things you cannot engage in. Some people can do it and get away with it. I've seen people who got pregnant first try, just the tip. (laughs) 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 And God, you know those kind of children, they are so stubborn that Hey, if you try to do abortion, they will do this thing we do like this. Hey, you, we are stuck forever. There are certain things you can't do as a child of God. No more sleepovers. You can deceive yourself that uh, he has three bedrooms. I will sleep in the second room. I'm a man. We can hide the AC and lie that duvet is dirty. Hope I'm not teaching somebody bad thing. <laughs> and there's something about women and cold and cuddling. So, he's there. I'm now, uh, he has three rooms. I will sleep over. He will sleep in the other room. I will sleep in the other room and lock the door. It's you that will open the door yourself. <laughs> when some, when the, something touches you. <laughs> so there's certain things. Just don't even put yourself in any kind of situation that will cause you to be explaining and stammering and, you know, all sorts of things. No, no evidence. <laughs> you know, that's what they, that's what that's what is you explain no evidence. <laughs> because those places, those things are enemies territory. Mm, they are enemies territory. Because you have to imitate your father as his dear child, according to Ephesians chapter five and verse one. How many of you are getting something this morning? Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Number two question. Let's move very fast. Where am I from? Who am I? Where am I from? In the New Testament... There's no Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not do this. Da, 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 da. You know why? Because where we came from, they don't steal. Where we came from, they don't kill. That's why they can't see others. Thou shalt not steal. That's an, that's, we, have been, we were, rebo- we, we, there's a, there was a rebirth when Jesus Christ came. So it's a cultural issue. And where we came from, there are certain things we don't do in the place where we came from. The world standard says that when you get to Rome, 
you behave like Romans. But because you are more superior than them, you just can't behave like them. You just can't behave like them. I've been deceiving myself lately that I go to the gym. Me <laughs> that will soon stop. <laughs> Yesterday, after working out, my friend, I met him at the gym. So there's one nice smoothie that takes me to the gym every morning. Something must take you somewhere. <laughs> so when we got to the smoothie booth, I saw my friend. He was, you know, I ordered smoothie. Two cups, one for the gym, one for the road. <laughs> so, so I saw him. I saw him. So all the calories burnt. <laughs> so I saw him. He, he ordered, you know, those salad, plenty leaf. Plenty leaves. He said, ah, Josie, why don't you order? I said, eh? <laughs> and he looked at me. He said, ah, he's healthy. I said, okay, thank you. Is there healthy care when it's not rice and stew? <laughs> so there are certain things me I will not eat. Are you getting? There are certain things I will not eat. It doesn't mean that the other people eating it, they are not. Um, all of us we deceive ourselves when we, we that we go to the gym. There is one husband and wife here too. One time like that, you see that. I have not seen video in a long time. <laughs> I will see. I will see. I will see video in a long time. I'm not. I didn't mention anybody's name. I'm just preaching my message. J that yeah, that ginger. They tension people too much. <laughs> you know. So the word standard says when you get to Rome, behave like Romans. If you have eaten good food before and they give you bad food, you will know. Yes. And you know, this thing is not. For example, I'm so intentional recently about my salt intake. And then. Um, if it's not, recently, if it's not food made at home that, that is so conscious about my salt intake, if I taste it, it feels like it's too salty. Why? Because I'm getting used to not much salt again. So if you have tasted good food before, if they give you bad food, you will know. In Philippians 3.20, Philippians 3.20 says our citizenship is in heaven. Where are you from? For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not from ape. I'm not from anywhere else. I am from heaven. And my home is heaven. I don't know about you. Declare it. 
Let me tell you something. You have started entering cocoa of the matter now. The devil does not have any gift. He only diverts what God has given to you to please him. He doesn't have any gift, doesn't have anything to offer you. He only diverts what God has already given to you. Sir, ma, if you don't settle these questions, you'll just be hearing motivation. What's the first question? Second? And number three, why am I here? Why am I here? Am I here just to have followership on social media? <clears throat> I put up something on my status yesterday. WhatsApp status. That's where I rant. And that's why not many people see my WhatsApp status. I said in this Nigeria, all you need not to get depressed is data. And somebody replied to me, I said, ah, and that same data too can lead you to depression. You know why I said so yesterday? Too many comedy online. <laughs> I saw one woman who snatched another person's husband. Is seemingly higher. Energy. My king is a more. Umoma. Have you had anything in the evil? And I'm like, now nah, wow. What was happening? If you still don't know what I'm talking about, break your smartphone. Because <laughs> you see, that's just one story that has trended for consistently for a year. May you not <laughs> may you not do this to the devil. <laughs> Amen. So, am I just here for followership on social media? Ephesians 2.10 answers the question, why am I here? It says, for we are, let's read together, one, two, go. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Let me help you see this scripture from a place where I believe God will want you to see it from. So sit down in front of this scripture like you will sit down in front of your laptop. We are his workmanship. If you have amplified or new living, there's, a, there's one that says we are his handiwork. That's why I want to point out to you. <clears throat> we are God's masterpiece. Good. The amplified. He has created us anew, for we are God's own handiwork. So if you sit down in front of this scripture, you need to tell yourself that I was 
created. I am his handiwork. I was not produced by a machine. I am God's handiwork. He took his time. And what did he create? He said, if recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God has planned even before we were born, predestined, planned beforehand, for us taking parts which he has prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he has prepared, prearranged, and made ready for us to live. Who says that because you're a Christian, you can't live a good life? <laughs> Try me with just three billion and see that my salmon will change. I'll travel to New York on Friday night and I'll come back this morning. And you know, when I want to start preaching, I don't let you know that I just got from the airport. Um, I'm going back to the airport after I'm done preaching. I just had, I just had lunch or dinner somewhere in um, New York, and I'm going back. After <laughs> I'll see you next week, Sunday. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so says you can't have a good life. Breaking news, breaking news. There is no human being without purpose. There's no human being without purpose. And number four, the last one. What is my destiny? I was speaking to one of my sons this morning. This is the first time. Anytime I see him, he's always on the highway. And, you know, when I see him on the express, and he sees me, I just tension him by stepping on my car again. So I, this for the first time. We were speaking this morning. So I, I said, ah, that's your car. He said, yes. I said, a better one is coming. God will take you from grace to grace. He just started looking at me and started laughing. You know, I look like a comedian. <laughs> I have to tell him, I said, ah, what? What? I said a better one. <laughs> what is your destiny? What is my destiny, number four? So, one fact that you need to understand is that God does not give finished product. He gives raw materials. God does not give finished product. Till Jesus comes, fried plantain will be more expensive than on fried plantain. Do you know the difference? One is a finished oil and gas. Or oil and... Uh -huh. One is a finished product. Another one is... There's a place where I like to buy food now in Lekki. That day I just went to look for trouble. After they sold dry. I said, put plantain. They just put a beam. When I saw it, you know those cubes that they cut. I could count it. 
Maybe like 23. <laughs> One five. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so till Jesus comes, the price of fried plantain will be more expensive than on fried plantain. God does not give finished products. He gives raw materials. <clears throat> Till Jesus comes, the, pri the price of crude oil, fuel, will be more expensive than crude oil. So don't stay crude. Don't stay crude. <laughs> That's why we go to school. That's why we refine ourselves. That's why we, sometimes we, some people, somebody will just sit down. I just say, ah, let me go and take a course. Let me, whatever, whatever. You get what I mean? <laughs> um, that's why we, you know why? Because... The world that we refer to, don't look at the inside. They look at the outside. Tell the person beside you, work on yourself. For example, <laughs> if you come to talk to me now, I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not going to play with you and risk my life to carry this. If you are talking to me now and your mouth is smelling, I will move back. I will still listen to you, but I will not put myself in a position where you will contaminate my own whatever. It's true. I won't. I don't know why people feel shy about all of those things. And if you are moving too close, I put my hand here and I tell you, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Yeah, keep talking, yeah. Okay, okay. Can you make it snappy, please? I gotta go. <laughs> I won't let you put me in a in a position where you would. No, I won't. I could be helping you indirectly because if you get home, you now look at it. Why is that man covering his nose and just do a small test? Whatever you see, that's what that man saw. <laughs> that made him cover his nose. Ephesians 3.10. Ephesians 3.10. Ephesians 3 verse 10. I'm almost done. How many of you got, are getting how many of you are getting something? To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. This is good. Give me the amplified version, please. <clears throat> the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety, look at English, and innumerable Aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in heavenly sphere. God has a purpose. 
there's an eternal divine purpose of God in you. He purposed it right from time. <laughs> you know, I always say this to people. If demons take you seriously, if God takes you seriously, and demons take you seriously, and you don't take yourself seriously, you are in trouble. What is devil running to and fro for? Looking for what to devour. Why, why is he running to and fro? Because it's his potential in you. If there's no potential, I will leave you alone. That's why he's running to and fro. And you cannot afford to be careless with your life. You cannot afford to be careless with your time. You cannot afford to be careless. Yesterday, a top, a top Nigerian was getting married. It's my friend, you know. And we have a lot of mutual friends. So one of our friends said, he told me that I'm the one in charge, that I can't call anybody. Joseph, come. I said, if you don't send me IV, I will not come. He said, no, no. He said, no, you, you have the aura. You have the whatever. If you wear that, you are you will, security will leave you. I said, I don't want. Before I was seeing myself on Insta blog. He said, come, when you get to the gate, call me. I said, me. I said, no, I won't do that. And I slept in my house. Cool Saturday sleep. With jollof rice and chicken. So what are they doing in wedding? <laughs> and and chilled Ravina. I used to step it up. So what are you talking about? You must, you cannot afford to be careless with yourself. I was going to send a video to the social media trend people. Again, be careless of your tweets. You know, I've said this thing here before. Be careless of your tweets. A young man doing very well in the tech space was screened by the Senate last week. <laughs> they now went to bring his tweets from 2021. His tweets read, Nigeria is a, where is she to, local? Oh, I don't, I can't remember what he wrote. Bro, and they asked him, as he was going for the screening, he, wore, he knew, I think he, he foresaw it that they would wait for him at the gate. He wore green cap, <laughs> white, <laughs> a white native. So he had to start apologizing. May you not experience Sambalat on your way of glory. Amen. You can have opinion. It's okay to have opinion. But please, if you have not learned the art of communicating without communicating, go and learn it now. There's a way you can put your message across that the message will eat and it still won't indict you. Social media doesn't forget. Oh. I saw the old man like this. He just owed the paper. Yes, I saw you put it. On 7th of whatever in 2021, do you see share that opinion now? 
he, he insulted Senate. As a, he asked them, in the, he mentioned them in that tweet. Be careful. Children that are born in good home don't protest. I said it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> when answers was becoming war, we were going there to enjoy ourselves. They would see people bring food, <laughs> drinks, and everything. When it was becoming war, when they were changing, we stayed in our house. Ah, my brother. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, because let me explain something to you. They can't shoot fowls. They can't shoot him. You know who his father is, right? They can't shoot him. Who is my daddy? <laughs> they can't rough handle him. They can't man handle him. I'm telling you the truth. Hmm. The Lord will help us. So. What, do, what do I do? Very quickly. Five minutes. Number one, think differently. Think differently. Think different, differently. People who have divine purpose are not easily intimidated by people's successes. Some of us can lose sleep because somebody, one of your friends, bought a car. You won't sleep. Ah! I'm behind. Hey! I need to go for deliverance. I'm not doing well. Whatever. People who have divine purpose are not easily intimidated by other people's success. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> During halftime conference, The man who spoke first, the voice, commandeering, your finances. Oh, no. oh. Me, I'm telling you the truth. If he's speaking, holding this mic, they came to ask me, is there which one do I want? Is it the hanging mic? Or I, they give me a stick. Let me be shaking it. I don't want hanging mic. The first two speakers used the kleptonic mic. I said, give me this one. Let me be shaking it by this. Oh, baby. I think it is in this speaking business. Ha, you will say your own. I will say my own. <laughs> ah, no. Ah, no, no, no. You will say your own. And, I will say, and we will all make sense in Jesus' name. Yeah. I cannot be intimidated by it because somebody said, I can't say, where is, what are you saying? What are you speaking? <laughs> if you want accent, we get them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So what to do? You need to think differently. Don't die where you were born. Change your life. Mm. Don't die where you were born. Change your life. Go and write it somewhere in your room. Don't die where you were born. Change your life. I had to call Jide yesterday. At about 10 or something p.m. I was coming and I saw that San Gross had been blocked. They were doing construction. I started turning right, turning right. I just found myself in the middle of nowhere. Tiny streets. Music playing everywhere. 
Shining eyes. Ah, that G day. Where am I? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Lagos Island. Ah. <laughs> I was going to call Francis because I just got, I moved to a point. I saw Olushi. I said, this name looks familiar. Ah, I see when somewhere I got, ah, you know. See, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> it's okay to, I saw, I, I, um, I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw in a way that I have not seen that environment before. I'm telling you the truth, but see, it's okay to be born anywhere, but don't die where you were born. I'm not talking about location. Don't die with the mentality of where you were born. That's all I'm trying to pass across to you. <laughs> Who am I? My mommy was selling egg. <laughs> but see, if today, who's the strongest man in the world? If you say, come and have me, ah, I will go there, I will drip. I will go there, I will drip. I will go there, I will watch. Some of us, some of the things you need in all these privileged meetings is that just get there first. Sit down and be watching. The Bible says that you don't know a fool. A fool proves you wrong when he opens his mouth. So there's wisdom sometimes. Just sit down and be watching. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Lovely. <laughs> you take it up, you control it, you take it out. Hi. Oh my God. <laughs> you take it out. Until you now get a grasp of the entire conversation. The moment you take some. The moment the conversation gets to your strong area and you take it over, you that have kept quiet, everybody would listen. They will keep quiet and listen to you. But you talk about everything. You want to jump. You want. You have an opinion. You want to jump. You are proving them wrong already. That this one is a fool. Change that mindset. What do you do? Number two, have more than what you have experienced. Have more than what you have experienced. I'm taking pain to preach this message. You can hear of me now next week that I'm in London. It's possible. So take this one for the road. <laughs> have more than what you have experienced. Noah. For 120 years, built the ark. How long have you done what you are doing that you are now getting discouraged? Do you know what it means to consistently be doing one thing for 120 years? So how long have you done lemonade that you are now shaking? How long have you done soup kitchen or food vendor that you are now shaking. Let me explain something to you. 
<laughs> Whenever I go to Cookerton restaurant, because that's where I, I like the place now for some reason. I went there one of these days, last week or two weeks ago, and I saw three young boys. They started fighting their tender, not fight like they are. Tell Hilda, I don't they come here now over one month. I, I want to see her here. <laughs> see, go and check what that lady is doing. Just one advertisement, one right idea. That are cooking class, 35K per person. I'm told over 1,000 people have registered. 5, over 5,000 people have registered. Calculate 35,000 times 5,000. Milli. Milli. That is minus endorsement sponsorship from organizations. <laughs> How long have you done whatever what it is you are doing? That you are now saying you are tired. You are tired. Tired equa. Who tired help? There's a reason why you are here. And you must understand that. Example. Someone who is cutting an early morning flight. Have you caught an early morning flight before? See, let me tell you something. They no born you where you can't sleep. You can't sleep. You will not sleep. Ordinary early morning flight to Abuja. I'm not talking to London now. You can't sleep. I remembered the day I was going to Australia. Ah, my first major country in my life. The flight was 11 o'clock. I had woken up since 2 a.m. Dancing around my room. Check. I will open luggage. Close it. I will open it. Close it. I will never check time again. No. I will think maybe three hours is gone. I will see that it's just 2.15. <laughs> That's how I sat down. What? Eh? Evil from my mother's house. <laughs> Evil from my father's house. I will not sleep in the mighty name of Jesus. So if you are catching an early morning flight, you can't sleep. Meaning. What's the meaning? If you are going somewhere in life, don't sleep. You need to wake up. You need to wake up. Act 26 and verse 16. Act 26 and verse 16. If you are going somewhere in life, you need to wake up. You will see distractions. You will see things that naturally, ordinarily should weigh you down. You see things that will look, that will not make sense. But you need to keep your head up high. Read the scripture. Let's read one, two, go. So it's not something you imagine. It's not something you plan. It just comes from God. God is not attracted to you by anything you have. Mm -mm. God is not attracted to you by anything you have. Oh. An example of that was the Gideon army. He raised 
3,000 men, good men, strong men, powerful men. God cut it down, God said, I cut it down to 300. He didn't use the 300 still. God is not attracted to you by anything you have. What God has called you to do, if you don't wake up right now, he will raise someone else to do it. Many people are actually merchandising their future by not being faithful with what God has given to them. You are in, the place, in your place of work. They say, come there by 9. You are strolling in at 10.30. If they say, what happened? You want to tell pastor, what happened? My boss is a Muslim, and so he's always speaking on me. Be faithful, whatever and wherever God has positioned you. And you know something about God? God can tell you the end from the beginning, but he will not tell you the middle. He will tell you the end from the beginning. So maybe um, it was Ebenezer Obey that says that somebody who found money in his sleep who found money in his sleep, in his sleep or in his dream? He said, go and work at that. You have seen money. But he didn't tell you the process. The dream didn't tell you the process through which it will take. You are messing up with the middle because you have seen the end. Listen, I'm a politician now. Before I used to be afraid to say it. The appointment they gave me now is so small compared to what I actually wanted. But there's an end in mind. Maybe this is the middle that I have to go through to get to that end. They <laughs> did Salah. They brought ram, big ram, big rice. Um, hey, hey, this thing is sweet. Oh. <laughs> but that's not what I'm looking for. But this is the middle I have to go through. You want to become anything. God has showed you the end, no doubt. Can you even take care of the middle as well? Can you be faithful with the middle? God is not a magician. He doesn't give finished products. Don't forget. God shows you the end because he knows he needs to work with you. And what are the three things you need to do? Number one, develop a relationship with God. Number two, follow the roadmap. Stop following things. Follow the roadmap. Stop following things. You see, these days, people want to get married. Ah, uh, what do you, what do you know about the guy? Uh, he has Benz, so you want to marry Benz? What do you know about the guy? He wants a shell. Is it shell you want to marry? Are you telling me that if he, so beyond 
all those other things. There are no tangible things you can talk about. <laughs> what do you mean? He has bands. <laughs> they play. And lastly, avoid things that slow you down. Avoid things that slow you down. Friends. Sometimes too many friends is problem. I'm telling you the truth. Avoid things that slow you down. Sin can also slow you down. Activities. Nothing kills faster than activities. Because I'm of the school of thought that you can be so busy doing nothing. If you don't believe me, go to GTB and Q. <laughs> I was there on Friday. Long queue. Why did nothing was moving? Nothing was going on. Have you seen? You know, pancakes can make you feel like they are so busy. You'll be hearing the sound of that keyboard. But if they are really doing something, you won't hear the sound of keyboard. So I'm telling you the truth. I'm me, I'm telling you, I know them, they are my people. Some are even in this room looking. They don't want to answer you yet. They just need a break. So if you like Q, 300 people. <laughs> if you like Q, 300 people, they, just, they now put their glasses. I'm looking at you with side eye. If you like, they even now like, they like to make a mess of people who come to shout. I'm closing my account. I'm moving my money. Back, back, back. We are sorry, sir. Back, back, back. We are so sorry, sir. We'll attend to you shortly. Back, 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 back. The person doing something won't make noise on their keyboard. So reduce activities. This one is like getting married. I must be there. Is this one's birthday? I must be there. Is that one's birthday? I must be there. How many time? How much time do you now have for yourself? The best form of reflection is self-reflection. Where you stand in your bathroom in front of the mirror and tell yourself, Josie, wait in the soap. Tell her like this. You go the day. Talk, your, talk to yourself. I'm telling you, talk to yourself. Tell yourself the truth that nobody else can tell you. I'm te that's the best form of self-reflection. Leads to sometimes to self-realization. You just realize that maybe you have wasted too much time. You just realize that you are not doing something correctly. And you decide to take it from there. Stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself the truth. Is this where I'm supposed to be now? It is whatever. A lot of young people reach out to me, tell me, I want to travel abroad. I want to relocate. I want to jackpot. And I say to them, honestly, relocating is not a sin in itself, but have yourself a good plan. And most importantly, ensure that God is talking to you. See, there are people suffering in the abroad, though. Hey, there are people suffering in the abroad. I used to stay with someone when I go to Paris. 
He's always so happy whenever I say I'm coming. But I will give him money. He doesn't ask me, but of course, I'm, I'm not stupid. Somebody is shaking as I'm coming, telling me, uh, your cab from airport, I paid 80 euro. You know, he's saying it constantly, let me hear. <laughs> let me hear. And I will not say, do you want my passport to miss? <laughs> so, but it's not their fault. They don't have so much. Everything is engulfed in bills. So please, make sure God is talking to you. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have a plan. Again, you are hearing it from me. Don't be afraid. Or sometimes, even okay to do certain things, afraid. Don't be afraid. Take that step. If God is saying you should take it, you don't even know whether me too, I want to relocate tomorrow. It's not, a, it's not a bad idea at all, but just make sure. I've seen churches, they do talk show, and they do story in the Toronomi. They go to a land, you not bring the fruit of the land. I'm like, who oh, didn't know these pastors? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You are a citizen anywhere your step, uh, your foot steps in. I said, me, I won't preach that kind of message oh, that will discourage people. Don't relocate. What are you talking about? Do you think? Do you know what it means? Do you, do you think? I don't want to have a second passport too. They play. You think every time I want to travel, I like the idea of printing my statement. God send it to somebody. To somebody who doesn't even have 10% of... Don't worry. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. I'm so vexed in my spirit this morning. I feel like they press play on my body. I'm just talking. Let's pray. So we have, we have looked at identity crisis. I just want you to, you know, talk to God. Like, open up to God this morning. Open up to God. You know, one of the, my favorite prayers this year is that God help me, let me know what to do. And I feel so led for us to pray that prayer. Let me know what to do. Let me know what to do. Let me know what to do. I will know what to do. In the name of Jesus. I will not be stranded. I will not be confused. I will know what to do. I will know what to do. I will know what to do. I will know what to do, oh God. Help me, Lord, in the way only you can, my Father. Send help to me. Send help to me, Lord. Send help to me, oh Lord. Send help to me. Send help to me. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. 
Joy comes in the morning. Troubles they don't last always. Oh, there's a friend in Jesus who wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand No matter what may come my way 